Welcome, welcome, welcome to Gab and Jam, episode 195. All right. All right, so this episode is how to turn FOMO into JOMO. All right, all the right. DIY rock so let's, because uh, now we're giving out uh, initialisms, oh, acronyms, yeah. whatever you want to call them. So FOMO is... Oh, FOMO is fear of missing out. And JOMO is... Joy of missing out. All right. All right, so I know it sounds counterintuitive, I was listening. I was listening to this podcast, Accidental Creative, with Oliver Berkman. He's the author of Four Thousand Weeks, and I know it sounds counterintuitive, but we're always talking about doing all the things. Yeah. But you have to decide. You only get, uh, according to this guy, four thousand weeks of your life. Generally, most people, and you have to figure out how best to spend them. So even though it seems like. Um, the music is your main thing. It's not the only thing. Right. Do right. your life cannot be only music. And so, to me, this is about helping you figure that out, sort through that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, give me an example of what you're talking about as far as fear of missing out. Okay. All right. So, is how to figure out. He, he talks about existential dread. <laughs> and what that means is... Um, you know, in the olden days, you know, things were really simple. You lived a hard life. You provided for your family. You would go to heaven and that's where you would find joy. Whereas now, not only are there uh, resources, an infinite amount of resources, it seems, especially living in America, and the opportunities are just everywhere. So the question is, how do you figure out what to do? It's almost crippling, overwhelming. The amount, the number of things that you can do. What, which I think actually limits people. So what, kind of going to that point, mm-hmm. is I think sometimes because there's so many different things, ways of doing stuff, people tend to try to get a bit of tunnel vision. What do you mean? You know, what you tend to do is kind of focus on like one thing that people say that you need to do uh, in order. So, you. so for instance, let's just let's just take it very simply, uh, the music business. Um, I, I want to make it in the music business. Mm-hmm. So people think, okay, that means you gotta get a record deal. Right. And once you get a record deal, you've made it into the music business. Right. That's that's what it's all about. So now your tunnel vision becomes fixed mm-hmm. on that. You know, what I don't think artists really ask themselves or musicians or whatever is when I say that I wanna making a music business, mm-hmm. what exactly do I mean? Right. Yeah. What does that mean? Right. What, what Do we just define the music business as, you know, record companies signing artists? Do you sign, is the music business, does it encompass music education? Okay. Does okay. it encompass, um, you know, studios, running a studio? Yeah, that's or Something true. like that. Does that's it true. encompass... Uh, you know, writing movie, writing um, music for movies, mm-hmm. for okay, commercials, like for this, for that. So I, I think sometimes what starts to happen is that, you know, when you start thinking about the fear mission out, maybe there's some big industry gathering mm-hmm. that everybody says, oh, you need to be a part of this. And mm-hmm. maybe you don't have money or whatever else to go to this one thing. So you feel like, oh, wow, oh, I'm going to miss this thing. And <laughs> you feel bad about that. But, you know, maybe if you look closely at yourself and kind of what you're doing, maybe that's not what was best for you anyway. Yeah. And maybe what's best for you is something else. I think we did that early on with um, feeling like we had to perform music that in order, I I guess I, I felt like in order to be a band, 
that because for years before then we didn't have the performance aspect. Yeah. And so I think when we first started our YouTube channel, if you look back at some of our early videos, they are we're performing songs. Yeah, right. And and that was more of a focus and we were yeah. even going out to open mics and, and looking for like uh, performance opportunities. Yeah. And I think as we got the as we got the blog and the podcast going, once we found that, I think that was more of our sweet spot. Yeah. And so we were able to let that go. But right. I'm saying it but, took a minute to figure that out. And that's the thing too. It's sort of like, you know, that's another part of kind of redefining what it means to perform live. So there are a bunch of, uh, you know, YouTube artists who, you know, basically using loops. Uh, right. What's her name? Uh, Tosh Sultana. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, she does that that song pretty late. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, you can go to her channel and you see her working in a studio and she's, you know, triggering this loop, triggering this loop. She's playing guitar and then she loops that and she goes up and grabs the bass. She, you know, she loops that. Okay. So it's about doing live looping. And, you know, basically, you know, we know Ed Sheeran. Has, oh, yeah. That's the way he his tours. Whole career, right. You know, he tours, his, he does his whole tour doing that. So, again, that goes back to the other point. That's why I fear missing out. Maybe you feel like, oh, man, you know, I missed an opportunity to be in a band. I missed an opportunity to be that. And it's like, what? Well, maybe being one of these people who can do loops yeah. is your way. It's a unique way to, to kind of have that. A little right. part of that, yeah. And now, you know, they, they've got so many different pedals, you know, that can do, like, background vocals for you. Oh, yeah. You know, harmonizers on the spot. Just so many different yeah. things that you can do that you couldn't do in the past. So you can now take your stems, your tracks from, you know, your DAW of choice. You can take those and you can trigger those live now. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, so it, it's so many different ways of performing. Now that you may feel like, oh, okay, I'm going to miss out because of the fact that I don't have a band. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, you could have, have the joy of missing out by saying that, you know, I really don't have to yeah. because of the fact that I now could figure out this way of performing with, you know, one or two people, whatever that you have, that there is still a vehicle for you to do live. Yeah, in, in the guy's book, he talks about people. Well, waiting until they have retired in order to get to the thing that they enjoy, whether it's travel or learn to play the guitar, whatever it right. is, whatever, learning a language, whatever. And, um, of course, not only do we all know that life is fleeting, we don't know right. our time, um, but that we should kind of plan that along the way. Why should we wait? until we're 65 or 70 or whatever it is right. to start doing some of those things that we like. So, I mean, that's kind of part of it too. Or enjoying family. If you want to have a family, raise a family, you can't wait till you're 65. Well, you could. Right. But, um, not well, I mean, you know, but, but biologically, like if you're a woman and you want to have children, yeah. you know, that there is a certain period of time in which you can do that. Yeah. If that is what you want to do. So, yeah. You're right. It's like you can't get so, I guess, wrapped up in, you know, quote unquote, making it in the music business uh, that you um, that you forget to live. Yeah. You know, that that that's in knowing that, it, you know, living informs your music. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> that becomes a source of inspiration yeah. that that becomes going back to a point. That I think we just keep saying over and over again about music being a cultural experience yeah. that living 
is what allows you to in, to inject your music with that. Yeah. That's the way that you can make cultural connections because if you're living your life, yeah. you know, inevitably, you know, whatever you're going through, there are a billion people or a million people out there going through the same thing that you're going through. And then kids are just, you know? they provide their own, they provide a whole nother level of inspiration because they will say things or view things so differently. Right. And it, as, as a parent, there have been so many times when it, it, it triggers something right. that makes you creative. Like, right. oh my God, I never looked at it that way. Right. Or the way they draw, or the way, just all of that. Just, it's, it's a whole nother level of enriched like uh, inspiration. So, yeah. so you can't um, downgrade that. All right, and then also, now this is a tough one for me because I'm in the moment of being a work smart, not hard, but constantly trying to get as much done as I can. So the guy in the podcast episode talked about the efficiency trap. And the efficiency trap basically is the better and faster you get at doing things, the more things start coming at you. So, again, he, his, his example was email. That if you become really great and efficient at email, mm -hmm. that, that means you probably respond to more emails more quickly, which means you get responses back, which means so now it is exponential. So you can't just go through and delete them all because now you feel like you have this obligation. You are the email king. And right. so, of course, the question that he ends up saying is like, is that really how you want to define your legacy? Right. Like thinking about you only have a certain amount of hours in a day. Yeah. Do now you want to spend three hours every day on email? Is that real? Or right. are, is there something that's greater than that? This is just something that you can do. It's in the mix. So, yeah. so you know, put it in its proper space. But yeah. if you don't do that, yeah, it ends up growing out of control and yeah. taking, taking up time you could spend doing the other things that you said were important. And sometimes it can be very difficult with that because yeah. sometimes the thing that you're, you know, good at but not necessarily passionate at, maybe the thing that's, you know, has the most demand for you your time. Meaning like that job. monetarily, whatever, it could be a day job, could be whatever, you know, but I'm saying that it's just one of these type of things. Let's just say that you are a guitar player. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, you really love writing your own songs, but, you know, you're also good at teaching. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you got a lot of people who want to be your students right. and want to yeah, pay you, that's true. That's you know, true. for that yeah. time, you know, so it becomes very difficult to say, yeah. OK, you know, I'm charging, you know, whatever amount an hour to teach, right. you know, and to now start turning away that yeah. in order to do something that you don't necessarily see any monetary return coming mm -hmm. from, That's you know true. what I mean? That's so true. all of those type of things can make it kind of difficult to make that decision. So, I, I mean, I don't want to make it seem like, okay, it's, it's, it's easy, easy right. to do that. Yeah, because my example was easy. Right. Um, we were talking about being on all the social media platforms, and for us, we are around 35 different social media platforms, even though, like, it's only about eight or 10 that we kind of are super regular on. Right. But then along comes TikTok. And then along comes Clubhouse, which it seems like it's faded. But right. for a hot minute there, everybody's like, oh, you got a deal. And, you know, there's pressure. There you is. Know, and you start saying, well, geez, I'm, I'm pretty efficient at getting these up. I could just add one more. Right. But after a while, it's that one more that makes the cup overflow. And after a while, I'm running and screaming like, I do not. You know, right. I don't want to spend all my time on social media. Yeah. That is not, again, no, even it. as a DIY rock star, yeah. that's not my jam. I like doing it in, in its own place, but yeah. I don't want to spend all my time doing that. Yeah, so. you know, I, I think a while back, you know, I, I just used to kind of post 
like four or five of, of our songs somewhere everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, you know, we had, you know, a MySpace page. Oh, that's right. Um, we had a Pure Volume page. Uh, I think it was Django Music page. We, you know, there's a couple of different pages that we've had throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reverb Nation, I think we had a page there. I think I took the stuff down, so it might not be anything there. Anymore, I think but, there might be something. You know, no, I, I, I think we still have a page, but uh, I don't think there's any okay, music there. Okay. So, um, you know, and then it's SoundCloud. so much. Eight tracks. Stuff. I mean, right. if you go back, there's a, a episode that I'll put the link to up above um, where we talk about all the different social media platforms. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But the question becomes, and, and I mean, I'm kind of going through that with the email, too, because I started sending out an extra email, and I'm like, okay, enough. <laughs> like, right. uh, you know, it, it, it's getting to be too much. So that leads us to the next point which is when you have said no to some things, which for me, I've said no to that extra email. I've said no to some of the social media demands. Um, I say yes to spend the time, you know, some some Saturdays that we just chillax on the couch. You know, we take those midday walks. We put music kind of off the map to just spend time. Right. And I'm saying that I've, prioritize that. I've said, well, yeah, I could spend all day Sat uh, all day Saturday and Sunday right. doing music but or doing things related to yeah. DIY Rockstar. I'm I'm not gonna do that. I need that kind of rest in yeah. order for me to kind of ramp up. Sunday is our big day where we get a lot done. Yeah. But Saturday it's like mm. and, and and again and, and never feel I guess I I'm I'm always driven by inspiration. Yeah. So yeah. if if I'm feeling something in the moment, you know, I'm going to do something in the moment. Yeah. If I'm feeling like, hey, you know, wow, I, I, I want to remix this or I want to do a little bit of something on this or I want to do something on that, you know, I'm, I'm going to do that. And I think for me, uh, even if I'm away from music, usually it's kind of percolating in my head anyway. <laughs> right. You know, some kind of way, it's like, whether if I'm, if, that maybe I might be listening to stuff, and so I might be thinking about, uh, you know, this needs this, or this song needs this, or it's missing something, and I'm not sure what it is. But what I don't try to do is is try to beat the song in the moment. It's mm-hmm. like you do need that time away. Mm-hmm. So now, yeah, it is a long way to say that taking that time away actually, at least for me, helps to further. The creative experience okay because i find that you know if i pull away for a minute and you know kind of let things marinate for a minute mm-hmm. let things circulate in my head it could be problems that you haven't creatively with a song mm-hmm. or whatever else that just that time away from the song from all of that allows me to come back with a fresher look on yeah it. yeah you know true. and because sometimes when i'm in the moment I'm trying to finish it. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and sometimes just finishing it isn't what the song needs. Yeah. You know, and, and I think for me, it, it almost helpful to, in those moments when I'm like, hmm, when I feel something really tugging at me, mm-hmm. saying it's not done, to say, oh, I'm going to let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just let it sit there. You know, I mean, it's the same thing for me. It's like, I have assignments at work. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way. It's like sometimes it's like in that moment, mm-hmm. it's not clicking. Yeah. You know, and I just have to say, okay, I'm going to let this go. I'm yeah. going to take a walk. I'm going to mm-hmm. do whatever. 
let it marinate. It might marinate for a couple of days, and then finally it's like, oh. Right. Now I got it. You know, I got the whole thing. You know, it's like all of a sudden, it starts to flow. And you kind of have to allow yourself to do that. I I don't know what works for people. Yeah. But sometimes just forcing songs to get done. Because I know you hear so many people saying, yeah, finish as many songs as you can do. Right. Do this, do this, do this. Don't become a robot. You know, is that, yes, there is a certain amount of mathematic logic Mm -hmm. to music. Period. I mean, it, it, it breaks up into... You know, quarter notes, yeah, half notes, it's fractions. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. I mean, so music is literally math. math. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But because it's this thing that we really can't touch mm-hmm. or see or anything about it, and this is where I'm getting deep, y'all, uh, <laughs> it's spiritual. <sighs> and so to me, on, on that level, that's when you kind of have to let something else yeah. move throughout. And I would say with almost any creative, and right. I use that kind of loosely, but any creative endeavor, you, I think it kind of falls somewhere in there. Right. With the, the with letting the spirit, but let the muse move you. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to, to, to do that sometimes, you know? And sometimes songs do come in a moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like everything pops there, everything clicks together, and it's like, bam, it's yeah. just done. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, but I don't know, I mean, outside of, like, Sugar Fit, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if there were really other songs on that record that came together like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that were kind of like, pow. Right. Like, everything in one one moment, you know. Probably Love Yourself. But, okay. but, but, you know, but a lot of them were kind of like grooves that kind of sat for a minute. Yeah. And, you know, and then it was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm kind of feeling idea. this, but yeah. it's right, you know, and, and it kind of came together over time as not necessarily in a moment, you know, and in a rush, you know, but, you know, sometimes it is like that, yeah. but don't always depend on it happening that way. Yeah, and so that leads me to the final point, which is when, you know, for me, when I decide I'm not going to do all the emails, when I decide I'm not... I know they all exist. I know those opportunities are there, and I am happy not to with that. Whatever that space is that I need, that's what we are calling the joy of missing out. Like, yeah, you know, maybe somebody is posting to Instagram every day, three times a day. They do it. That's them, and that's cool. You know, I hey, pat them on the back. Okay, great job. But for us, joy of missing out because I don't feel like I'm missing out on that if it means it's going to take from that time. Yeah, but that goes back to the thing, too. You gotta run your own race. Yeah. You gotta do what works for you. Yeah, and I think there's an episode in that with the uh, people, either imposter syndrome and or um, looking at other people's things and comparing yourself. Yeah. There's a whole other episode in that. Yeah. All right, what do you think? What what takes you from FOMO to JOMO? We may have missed a point that we'd love you to share with us. Leave it in the comments below. We want to thank all the people who have joined the Bourgeoisie Paper Jam Street Team. Yes, Pajippy fam, way to go. Yes, yes, yes. And if you are a person who joined the team, you know you got the opportunity for the free uh, gift. Yes. So make sure you click the link below if you haven't gotten your free gift because we have some more. 
And if you haven't joined yet, what the heck is wrong with you? Yeah. Well, and I mean, hey, 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 you know, it, it, it's up to you. Yeah. But if you're interested in our street yeah. team, the Especially link is Especially if you're feeling it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's what we want, right? If you're feeling yeah. it, do it. You know, if you're not feeling it, don't then do right. it. Right. No, don't do it. No, right. That goes completely with <laughs> right. everything we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. All right. And what's going on? We always got. Yeah, got Sugar Fit. So, yeah. you know, stream it wherever that you need to stream it. If you want the CD, you can get it from us, you can get it from CD Baby, you can get it from Bandcamp. So then also, you know, if you want to hear it on vinyl, yes, the Patreon link is right. below. You know, and we might even put a little bit of extra special something yeah, on there. We definitely so have uh, original artwork on the vinyl. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. If you dig the vibe and you want to be a part of the tribe, be sure to subscribe. We're wishing you love, peace, and chicken grease.